Minnesota. And it's picked off. Intercepted by Darius Slade. That's for Hopkins. Oh, my goodness. Did he catch that? That's the touchdown catch of the year. Antonio Brown goes up and gets it. Touchdown. Intercepted at the 35-yard line. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Press Coverage Podcast. I am your host, former NFL and AFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. If you're not following me already, follow me at Press Cub Podcast. Um, also follow me at Eric underscore Crocker. That's my page that I typically use, but man, it's been a while. It's been a while, man. Um, I apologize. I haven't put out an episode in a few weeks. Um, I got busy with the move, and I lost some of my equipment, and just busy coaching, all this other stuff, but I'm here, and I think I have to fill you guys in on some of the stuff that I guess that, that's kind of been happening around the league, right? Um, you guys already know about the Antonio Brown thing. I, I'm pretty sure I brought it up, um, you know, previously, and I, I'm kind of upset that he got traded or he got cut and assigned to the Patriots because I had him as my the the guy that I felt would have a down year. And now with him uh you know going to the New England Patriots, I feel the opposite of that. I, I think he's gonna have a tremendous year with Tom Brady. All right. But um before we get into all that, man, I, I just kinda wanna jump into just kind of what's going on. The state of the NFL right now, you guys are hearing all about these these guys wanting to be traded. And it kind of reminds me of the NBA, right? The, the, in the NBA, players run the league. They say they don't want to be somewhere, they get traded, right? And a lot of times they get traded to a place where they want to go. Well, that, that, that hasn't happened in the NFL. I, I don't know if it's because, excuse me, the way that the money is set up or, you know, whatever the reason, but you just don't see that. You, you don't see that the, the the football players haven't been able to control their own destiny. Um, Antonio Brown was one of the first, and he might have cracked the code and opened up a door to to something that can just be really bad for the league. And now we're seeing guys that are playing on teams that maybe aren't doing so well. And you you know you see Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, request a, a trade. You see. Uh, Adams from the Jets say that he's unhappy, right? So let's get into the Antonio Brown thing first. So Antonio Brown, um, just kind of go over the timeline of the whole thing. He, he he reported to training camp with the Oakland Raiders, you know, forced his way out of Pittsburgh, uh, reported to Oakland, looked like he was happy, hugs and high fives, showing up to Derek Carr's house. Um, you know, showed up to training camp in a hot air balloon, <laughs> uh, which I'm, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. And then from there, it was just all downhill. First, he had the Freddy Cougar feet. Feet on fire, melting away. He, he said it looked like his feet were getting circumcised. <laughs> uh, from there, he had the helmet gate issue where really, I, I mean, I was a shut guy, loved my shut. That was the only helmet that I wanted to wear. But there, there, there are. There's an updated version of it. He he had the old school shut from 2000. I mean, I, I wore it in high school, right? I, I don't even think they make that anymore. But they make one that looks just like it, fits the same. The only difference is the padding in it is updated to make it safer. 
But it, but if you were to look at it from the outside, most of you guys would never be able to tell the difference. It looks like, like the exact same helmet. I had the same face mask he wore. Everything looked exactly the same, but he wanted to throw a fit. And I'm starting to think that whole thing was planned. He didn't want to be there for whatever reason. Maybe he got to practice and was like, man, this dude, Derek Carr, he ain't it. <laughs> I don't want to play with this dude. So what can I do to get my ass out of Oakland? Um, the feet didn't work. Let me complain about my helmet. Uh, that didn't work. Okay, let me just not show up and say it's because of this grievance or this and that. And, you know, I'm just going to randomly miss it. And, oh, they find me. Let me make a big deal out of these fines. So maybe they get me out of here. And they got his ass out of here. <laughs> All right. So they cut him. Um, just a huge distraction. A big blow, I think, to the Raiders. Uh, yeah, they, they came out hot and, and won week one against the Denver Broncos, but they got their ass whooped against Kansas City Chiefs, who's probably you know, the best team in the NFL. Well, I never count out the Patriots, but anyways, um, they got beat by the, the Chiefs, probably could have used them. Well, he forced his way out, man, and, and, and now he's he instantly got signed with the New England Patriots. Now, the dude got signed within two, three hours of being released. I'm pretty sure they knew something. They they, they had to have known that something was going down. There was some kind of tampering. But, hey, you know, a wise man once told me, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That was, that was Coach Dykes. He told me that in college. Um, I think he was trying to get us to cheat on our academics. But anyways... Um, yeah, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, and, and Patriots, they, they're known to cheat, but, you know, that's part of what makes them successful, so maybe everybody else should kind of throw in some little cheating or, or, or something as well, catch up, all right, but he, he's where he wants to be now, right, he looks happy, uh, comes out the gate, three catches for, what, 36 yards in the first half, uh, in, in the first game that he played against the Dolphins, and, uh, finished the game with four catches, uh, 56 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, I mean he's, I think they're going to, you know, kind of develop packages and be able to build around him. And he's going to do his thing. He's going to be a high-volume high uh, target guy. And he's probably going to end up with 100 catches. And, I mean, they're just, you know, win the Super Bowl. Do what they do every year. Now, the, the, the issue is it's not stopping with just him. After that, you have Minka Fitzpatrick. Got the ass blown out week one. Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, he's from uh, Alabama. And, well, he's he went to Alabama. He's actually from New Jersey. And that, that is my guy. I mean, anybody that knows me knows I was a huge fan of Minka Fitzpatrick coming out of Alabama. I thought he was the best defensive player in that entire draft class that, that, that he was in. Uh, the 2018 draft class. Best defensive player, that, that that's what I felt. Some other people said, hey, Derwin James. And, uh, there were some other people that went ahead of him, Denzel Ward, uh, Bradley Chubb. Uh, you know, just they, they, it was a talented class, but I thought Minka Fitzpatrick, his versatility, the things that he did extremely well, and um, playmaker, leader from everything. I mean, just seemed like a real football guy. And then the... The Dolphins started getting blown out. They started trading people away. They they, they traded uh, Lermy Tunsil, who they just drafted first round a, a few years ago. And Mika said, man, I'm, I'm not with this tanking stuff. Get me the hell out of here. So he hit his agent. Get me out of Miami. And Miami found the suitor. Traded his ass to the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
um, just what two days ago now. So he he got his wish. Now I, I think other guys see that, and yeah, Jamal Adams, and he erased everybody from his Twitter account. I mean, uh, uh, the New York Jets. They they don't exist on his Twitter account. He used to have it. Oh, New York Jets. I played for them. Blah blah, and whoop, erased it. And now it's like, does he not want to be in New York? They're going through some down times. And is this something that we're going to continue to see? Uh, I mean, most, you know, we're used to guys thugging it out. You know, you're having down times on your team. You play through it. And what kind of precedent does this set for the youth? You know, I, I coach um, high school football at Edison High School. I coach 707. And a big thing that I've had to deal with is, Guys aren't getting what they want. They're not maybe getting as much playing time. Instead of working through it, working hard, and doing whatever they have to do to kind of, you know, get through that situation, crack a start lineup, get more playing time, instead of coming to me and saying, hey, Coach Croc, what can I do better to get more playing time? Can I put in extra work? Can I do extra backpedal drills with you? Instead of that, they leave. They leave. They, they go to a different 707 team. They transfer to a different high school just because they didn't get their way. So we're, we're seeing the effects of kind of what's going on in the NFL. And maybe it's just this generation. Maybe they're just different. I, I, either way, I, I don't think it's something that's good for the NFL. And I don't think they want to go the basketball route because then, I mean, it's, it's hard. You see these super teams, in the NFL, and that's the one thing that the NFL has on the NBA. That's the one thing that the NFL has on the NBA. The NBA has super teams. There are legitimately four teams, maybe. I won't, I don't even know about four. There are about three teams that legitimately have a chance to win the NBA Finals. Maybe four, Max. In the NFL, every single team. Now, you, yeah, you have your outlier. You have the Patriots, who... Every year, they're going to be in that thing. And then you have some other co um, teams that have really good coaches, so they're typically in the mix. But for the most part, you have new teams every year that have a chance to win a Super Bowl or, or go to a playoff, you know? Um, that's just how the, the, the NFL is every, every single year. Well, now, with, with this, it, it can be bad. It can be like the NBA where you're, you're starting to have these super teams and, and teams like the, you know, Miami Dolphins that maybe you guys don't want to play for, they just continue to be trash. That That's not, it's not good for the NFL. And I hope more guys don't just start asking for trades to get out of situations, play through it. The, the, the last guy that I want to talk about, you know, I, I spoke a little bit about, uh, Adams, I, I spoke a little bit about, you know, Ramsey. I spoke a lot about Antonio Brown. But the last one is Jalen Ramsey. And now Jalen Ramsey, he, he got into it on the sideline with his coaches and immediately demanded a trade. Well, he's the best cornerback in the NFL. Uh, him or Stephon Gilmore. Um, they're 1A and 1B. I think some people would say Patrick Peterson. I put out a list, and most of you guys said um, Jalen Ramsey. I think it was like 80. Like, Jalen Ramsey was the overwhelming uh, vote-getter in in 
all of the votes from you guys, you guys that voted on on all that. Well, he he's asking for a trade, and I mean, it sounds like the team is what asking for two first round picks. I don't know what they're gonna get, but whatever they do get for him, or whatever they're asking for, he's worth it. I mean, the dude, the big body, uh, cornerback. He he just brings an, a, a type of physicality, and attitude, to the, to the game, um, a, a willingness to to give up his body. Um, you know, he's a little sassy. He like rolls his eyes and snaps his neck, does all kind of weird stuff, but. On the field, he's a dog. He's a dog of all dogs. And he, for whatever reason, wants out. And I I, I don't like the way that this is going. Now, if he ends up with my team, 49ers, I would not be upset. But as far as just what these guys are starting to do in the NFL... I don't like it. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up and keep walking? Of course you pick up the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to MyBookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they'll pay you when you win. <laughs> Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie. Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff, if the second half, if it's the second half and it looks like your bet is gonna lose, you can always just take the other bet or take the other side. If you are that kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all of your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the season, the best time of the year to bet. I, I love betting on football more than really any other sport. It is really the best when it comes to, to, to betting. So join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use your promo code BLUEWIRE to activate the offer. The promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit MyBookie.ag today. All right, next topic. We got the emergence of John Ross. All right, now through two games, John Ross has totaled 11 catches, 270 yards. That, that's more than his entire career. Where did this come from, right? Is this sustainable? That's my thing. Is this sustainable? What is John Ross doing through two games to have 11 catches, 270 yards, more yards than he has in his entire career leading up to this? Well, his career is only, this is only his third year. But he had zero catches first year, um, so obviously zero yards. Started trying to, Play him at cornerback and all the type of other stuff that Marvin Lewis was uh, playing around with him. And, I, 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 you know, you heard about him being shopped around. He, I guess he was – they were talking about cutting him. Well, he, he's playing now. They, they got a new coach, and it seems like they're trying to use him. But a lot of people are kind of hyping him up. I saw my guy Brad Kelly just uh, post something about um, – he posted an article, you know, on how he, you know – has more yards than they ever had and stuff. But this is what I see. I don't think John Ross has changed. I don't think that he's in some type of groove. I don't think that the things that he has done to get those yards are sustainable. Now, what, what I mean by sustainable is, are, are these things that 
will happen on a consistent basis. All right, so against the Seattle Seahawks, he had a big game. He had a big game. Let me pull up the numbers here. All right, so against the Seahawks, seven catches, 158 yards. Now, he was targeted 12 times. And out of those 12 targets, that you know, he missed basically five, and they were all drops. Now, he caught two deep balls. And one, so one was a will, it was a flea flicker, right? So this is when, when I talk about, is it sustainable? He did a will route out the backfield. They, they did a flea flicker to get the, the, the slot defender to bite down. And he was just wide open down the sideline. He caught it. He did do a good job of making the safety miss, which is, you know, it, it's really difficult to tackle a guy in the open field, especially a guy that's as elusive and speedy as John Ross. So he made the guy miss, did what he was supposed to do. That's great. He scored a touchdown big time, right? And then there was another one where Andy Dalton just threw the ball up into double coverage right before the end of half as time was expiring. Threw it up, essentially a Hail Mary, and the safety jumped, mistimed his jump or misjudged where the ball was, just completely whiffed on it. And the ball went right into John Ross's hands, and he caught a touchdown, you know, caught the ball, walked into the end zone. Well, I looked at that, you know, going into the 49ers, 49ers play in week two, and I'm like, are those things sustainable? Are those things that he can count on to get every game? A Hail Mary where the safety just whiffs on the ball and a flea flicker where the slot defender bit down and he snuck out on a wheel route. I didn't think so. So he went into week two. And he didn't have much luck against the 49ers in the first half. He did catch a slant. And you see his speed. He he beat um, Quan Williams out of the slot. Quan Williams was struggling. Uh, he beat him out of the slot. Caught the ball. Exposed up field. Maybe got like 20 yards. It was, it was a nice catch and run. And that was kind of it for the most part. He was really quiet. Uh, the 49ers cornerbacks did a really good job. There was actually one time where... Richard Sherman, I have no idea how. Maybe I'll post this to the Twitter account, the Press Coverage at Press Cover Podcast uh, Twitter account. Richard Sherman somehow ran stride for stride with John Ross down the sideline, and the ball fell incomplete. That was like I was mind blown. <laughs> how does that happen, right? You know, Richard Sherman coming off in the, of an Achilles injury, uh, second year. And I guess he's a little bit healthier, but he's also a little bit older. He's 31 years old. He was never a speedster to begin with. And he just ran stride for stride with him from press coverage. So it wasn't like he was off and turned to run, or it wasn't like he press bailed out or anything like that. He worked his technique, actually shot his outside hand with inside leverage, locking his hip, and he was still able to turn around with John Ross. The weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was extremely weird. But... um Fortnite did a great job, but he still ended up with 100 yards. How? Well, late in the fourth quarter, the 49ers had their backups in. The, at this time, the score was 41-10 to 10, with two minutes left in the game. And John Ross caught a slant on 49ers, like third string or fourth string DBs, caught a slant, ran it in 66 yards to the crib. So now, 
you look at his total numbers and they, they look terrific. But I think they need to be looked at within context. Is John Ross good? Is this new John Ross? Or has he kind of produced in a kind of fluky way? Or are they just trying to get him involved, get his uh, confidence up, get his morale up, and hopefully, you know, while doing this, he can kind of, they're kind of buying time for him to develop, but while he's doing it, he is being somewhat productive, uh, very productive, but kind of in a fluky way. I'm interested to see how it plays out, but um, I, I will say this, I'm not going to go in depth about this guy, but that, that, that kid, Tyler, uh, Tyler Boyd, opposite him, he looks good. Tyler Boyd looks good. He can play outside, play in the slot, moves very well. Um, I actually liked him coming out of Pittsburgh. I remember when I saw that the Bengals drafted him, I'm like, you know what? I think I like that. I think that's a good pick for them. Um, you know, playing next to AJ AJ Green. And so far it's paid off. When AJ Green went down last year, Boyd ended up being their number one receiver and went over a thousand yards. Um he, he seems to be not just a possession guy, but he can stretch the ball as well, uh, stretch the field as well. I, I, I think he he's what the 49ers want Dante Pettis to be. And just Pettis just is not that yet. You know, he, he has some of it in him. We saw flashes of it last season, but, I mean, he's getting benched. You know, got rookies coming in, playing over him, Debo Samuel. And I wouldn't even be surprised if Dante Pettis is inactive once uh, Jalen Hurd and Trent Taylor come back from injury. But that's a whole different story for a different day. All right. Uh, John Ross, is it sustainable? Maybe I'll ask you guys on Twitter. and we'll, we'll talk about that. There are countless ways to keep up with what's happening in the world of sports. But how are you supposed to read every article? Pretty much impossible, right? How are you supposed to watch every awesome highlight without losing time in your busy day? Scrolling through every app, visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. Now coming to the stage, XEO Sports. XEO Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email and inbox. Each morning, you'll see the best stories from around the sports, from the world of the NBA or the NFL, MLB, to niche sports like cricket and ping pong. Uh, this email new- newsletter highlights the most important stats, trends, and giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple sign up at sportsxeos.com. XEO Sports is clean, crisp, and gives you everything you need to know. Just read it in five minutes in the elevator or discover a deep dive article while you are on the train or just on the way to work. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the cool person sharing an amazing link with your friends, your co-workers, your homies in the group chat, all of that. So just join the 100,000 sports fans who already got it. You know, you need to get caught up before it even begins and gets bigger. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free. Curated sports content delivered directly to you and your email. Do yourself and your time a favor. Sign up for the XEO Sports Newsletter for free at sports.com, axios, axios.com.
guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury or a bad back or just something worse. Guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing some dirt on it or acting like it doesn't hurt than seeing a doctor. I'm guilty of that myself. I mean, my, my knees hurt, my fingers, everything, but I never complain, never tell my wife, never tell a doctor, but I should. And the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show severely, I mean, 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. With Roman, you can get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your very own home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. Getting started is very simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides that the treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe a genuine medicine that can be delivered in a discreet packaging right to your door with free two-day shipping. That's two-day shipping, so you get it right away. All right, so guys, go talk to your doctor. Erectile uh, dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get checked out. So with Roman, it's easy to connect with a doctor. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit. To get started, GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. Now, the last thing that I I, want to talk about on today's episode is the week three matchup between Odell Beckham and the Rams cornerbacks. Now, each week, I want to highlight a matchup of the week, and I want to do a pretty extensive film breakdown of it. Um, I'll preview it on this one, and then on the next one, I'll talk about it and then preview the next matchup. All right. So the matchup here is Odell Beckham against the Rams cornerbacks. Now, Odell's going to move around. He's not just going to stay on one side. So, you know, the Rams, they have Marcus Peters. They have Aki Tlaib. Now I I don't know like how good how good are those guys? I think they're a little overrated. I think some of them are they're going off of you guys gotta excuse me, that's the trash man outside my crib. But um I think they're a little overrated. And I think they're kinda of going off of hype. I think they're kinda of going off of their name. Um Marcus Peters has always been a big play guy, but he also gives up big plays going the the other way, right? Um we saw uh, Michael Thomas just torched him last year. Michael Thomas torched him last year. He he can't be had, but he's a gambler and he takes risks. He takes chances. He's prone to make a big play, but also give a big play. Well, against Odell Beckham, you just kind of really have to play it honest because as we saw against the the Jets on Monday Night Football, he can catch a slant and take it 86 yards in the blink of an eye. Akeem Tlaib, on the other hand, is getting a little bit older. Can't move as well. Um, he used to be a guy that, you know, because he's a big cornerback. So he was a guy that just had, you know, he had uh, uh, hips, nice hips, nice feet, change of direction, reaction time. I mean, he was a guy that you're good with following your number one uh, receiver around. Just tremendous, 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 uh, or, you know, cornerback. Well, he, he's older now. He doesn't move as well. 
he's still getting, being paid top dollar, so you know the Rams are going to play him. He's going to start. And now you have him possibly being matched up on Odell Beckham. Well, I'm very interested to see how this whole thing plays out. I can't wait to break it down for you guys and and uh, kind of do a whole thread on it. And what I think is going to happen, it, it seems like Baker Mayfield, who has Baker Mayfield been playing well? I don't think so. Uh, but he has been targeting Odell a bunch in these first uh, couple games. You know, it, so he Odell is always going to be a high-volume target guy, you know. Uh, you, you have to figure out ways to get him the ball no matter what, whether it's screens, whether it's, uh, you know, down the field, slants, out the slot, outside. You know, right now, 13 catches for 232 yards, uh, just one touchdown, which was on the 89-yard uh, slant that he took to the house last game. A lot of this is going to be on Baker Mayfield. Which Mayfield is going to show up? So far, I, I'm not impressed with the one that I've seen. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Seven catches for 71 yards versus Tennessee for Odell, and that was against Malcolm Butler. And do they still have Logan Ryan? Oh, no, they have a, 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 from USC, a Dory Jackson. And then six for 161 against the New York Jets. Some of that kind of skewed because he had the 89-yard touchdown. Well, that's going to do it. Here for the press coverage podcast, man. I'm sorry I've been gone for so long. I'm getting back in the groove, though. I think I'm gonna start dropping these on Wednesday. It's kind of in the middle of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't know what you guys think. I appreciate everybody for rocking with me, sticking with me, uh, continuing to listen, and the people that have reached out on social media. I love it. Ask me, hey, man, what's the, where's the podcast? Where's the, where's the threads? They're coming back this week, right here on press coverage podcast.